This is an exciting time for our church members, our children, and our community. We are introducing our renovation plans called Next Steps, which you're getting a packet now. Our mission continues to be to glorify God, reach the lost, and teach the saved. Psalm 17:5 says, My steps have held to your paths, my feet have not stumbled. These little feet represent our next steps. They remind us that we are all children of God taking our next steps by faith. They remind us that we need to protect, guide our children as they take their next steps. They remind us that we look with hope to the next generation to continue the good work at First Christian Church. Your church leadership has asked the following people to to form a a rollout master plan committee consisting of myself, Russ Utterback, Jim Weichel, Judy Shaw, Marla Taylor, Karen Rice in the back, Tim Winthy, Dana Corneman, and Ken Klein. Jim Weichel will be giving an update on a facility history. Dana Corman will present recent developments. Marla Taylor will discuss our next step goals. And Ken Klein will present our drawings. And Tim Winthy will explain taking our next steps. Thank you. Jim Weichel, you're up. Thank you, Russ. This will be a quick review of our facility's history and other noteworthy events. In 1853, First Christian Church was founded in a small church building at the corner of Quincy and South Streets. And if anybody's wondering, I was not there for the founding of that first church. In 1883, the Ladies' Aid Society was formed, and through their efforts, Money was raised and land was purchased for a new church building. Six years later, in 1889, a new church building was dedicated at Adams and Monroe Streets. December 18, 1945, the building at Adams and Monroe was totally destroyed by fire. Between 1945 and 1949, Church services and Sunday school were held at various locations around town. One, the old YMCA, which was on North Center Street. The old courthouse was up on the square. The old high school, which is now a vacant lot, and other locations. In 1949, a new church was dedicated at Jackson and Main. In 1963, the addition of an educational building was completed. In 1997, we dedicated our new sanctuary. In 2003, the old sanctuary became our family life center and a new kitchen was built. In 2003, the cable building ministry begins, which has been a blessing to our youth programs. 2013 brings the next steps, facility renovation plans. Now this review should give us an appreciation and understanding of the foresight, planning, 
dedication, and sacrifice made by those before us to keep the church going and working for God's kingdom. Someone observed, what makes a church great is not what it has done in the past, but what it is doing now and in the future. Our church is great. May it be so forever. Now Dana will be coming and talking about recent developments. The church development survey, after being at First Christian Church for about two years, Greg Taylor, our new minister at the time, felt that First Christian Church needed to take a hard look at itself and see where our church had strengths and where we had areas for improvement. The results of the survey and a study done by Don Green were analyzed and presented to the board and to the congregation in 2008. There were lots of compliments about First Christian Church, but there were also some areas of concern. One of the conclusions was that First Christian Church needed to focus on developing into a younger, growing church to sustain itself for the future. Master plans. Facilities play a large role in the work of the church. Do the facilities support the ministries? Do the facilities welcome new people? Do the facilities need to be upgraded to support new ministry needs? To effectively move forward, one must have a vision and then a plan. The Bible has scripture that supports our efforts to grow in an organized manner. Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and to not harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. In 2009, the leadership team decided that an update to the 1993 master plan was needed. The 93 plan was the plan that led to this sanctuary being built, and the last phase was the Family Life Center. Many of you participated in interviews, provided input on your ministry areas, and what was limiting your ministry. In July 2010, Ken Klein and his partner presented the facility master plan update. This master plan addressed primarily the 1963 education building, which has not been updated since it was built. A cable building update was also added to the master plan a year later. Since we recognized that the youth ministries were really growing and the current building and the ministries that were evolving there should be examined more closely. What else is new? Insurance. A church, just as everyone else, needs insurance. God has protected us for many years, and we've not had major claims, and our building has remained reasonably safe. But the world around us has changed. Every day we hear of really bad things happening, even at churches. We hear of horrifically bad behavior by a very small number of adults toward children. Our old insurance company did not have the coverage and specialties we needed, so we chose a new insurance carrier who specializes in churches. The new carrier identified specific weaknesses in our facility, our programs, 
policies and procedures. The leadership and the staff have been working hard to put new policies, procedures, and programs in place that will go a long ways toward reducing our risks. More work needs to be done on our facility to take the next step for the safety of our children. Children's Ministries. In early 2013, a Children's Ministry Council made up of six professional educators from within our own congregation began a period, a process of reviewing the current state of our children's ministries. The council recently shared a detailed report for the elders, complete with assessment of this important ministry, as well as providing recommendations for improvements and future staffing. The council will assist First Christian Church leadership in moving forward in 2013 and beyond. Marla will now share the next step goals. Our next step goals, um, we have four of them. The first goal is to protect our children. This is extremely important in today's world. We want to have a safe and secure place for our children to learn about God. Our second goal is to attract the next generations. We want to bring in more people to have a saving relationship with Jesus. Our third goal is to enhance our ministries by expanding our building's capabilities. And lastly, we want to execute the plan debt-free. We want to be good stewards of what God has blessed us with. We will now show a video to articulate these goals. When we talk about our mission at Clinton FCC, we break it down into three parts. Now, first and foremost, we seek to glorify God through our worship, study, outreach, and stewardship. Secondly, we reach the lost with the good news of Christ. And finally, we disciple the body by teaching the saved. As we faithfully continue to live out our mission, there are some practical steps that we are taking in faith to both reach the lost and teach the saved. These next steps of faith will address key areas where the ministry of FCC will be enhanced. Our children are precious to us. As we seek to reach families in our community and teach our own children, our first goal is to provide a safe and protective environment for our children to gather and worship. We will address the safety concerns of adults moving through areas where children are gathered and also help to relieve congestion between services. Well, 23 years ago, when I started teaching junior church, we didn't have the issues that we have today and the current concerns about safety. The main concern is there are so many entrances into this room, this very large room, 11 different entrances. People, you know, come in all different entrances, facilitating through, going to other services. Some are bringing their children. We're trying to check them in and out. It just creates much confusion. When parents come to get their children to take them to their Sunday school, we have such a variety of ages that they just go in all different directions. And uh, that makes it difficult. Then another problem is that we have new families come or visitors from out of town. And where do they take their children from here? I can't leave the children that I have and take them there. The fact that there are times when it's very congested, you know, you always fear, could you a child get away from you 
out one of these many entrances or somebody get into one of these entrances that should not be here. The challenges posed to our children's ministry extend beyond when our children meet in the Family Life Center. On a typical Sunday morning, uh, the kids will come down from various places in the church. Some will come from Children's Church from First Service, and they usually come down by themselves. We have some kids that are dropped off, you know, way back at the stairway. There might be a few that come in with parents, but most of them are coming in. These are first through third graders, and they are coming in on their own. With this being the highway, as you said, it is very hard to keep kids' attention. You know, the kids are trying to be focused on worship and whatever activities we are doing, and we have, you know, people just kind of coming through, or you have people come down the back stairwell. They, they try to be quiet, so it definitely affects the ministry aspect. Well, we do our worship time in the main uh, big room, and then we do break off into the little side classrooms, but they are very small classrooms, and they're very echoey. There's um, definitely some work to be done there. The big thing with uh, a new space would be it's just going to be so much more welcoming to visitors. That will be a huge asset, especially to newcomers as they come to visit our church and they will be, you know, just have more of a warm feeling and more of a welcoming that, that says, hey, kids are important here. Our first goal is to address these issues. Currently, classroom spaces for all age groups are considerably undersized and cramped. Adults move unimpeded through areas used by children, and there is not a centralized system in place for signing children into and out of classes. We need dedicated, secure areas for each age group with an assembly area, right-sized classrooms, and a defined check-in area. There will be challenges to overcome as this transition happens, but by taking this step of faith, we will protect our children by minimizing risks while expanding the ministry capabilities of our facilities. The second goal of our Next Steps project is to attract the next generation of believers. A church development study of our church indicated our need to be attractive to younger adults and families. We need our facility to assist us with this goal by providing updated, comfortable fellowship areas and a revamped library and resource center. We want to offer nice spaces for our small groups and classes to meet and provide opportunities for adequate spiritual growth. You know, this church has been here for a long time, and the modern kind of lacks a little bit of a modern feel once you get down into the Sunday school classes. I want to invite you know my friends to bring their kids to Sunday school and it's it's hard to invite people when you know that you know some things are lacking. I think the classrooms could use a bit more of a welcoming atmosphere. Now we have people in, in spite of our facilities in some ways because it's not visually appealing or overly warming or welcoming. We like to hang out in places that um, are open, um, that are attractive and have little places where we can congregate and socialize. We usually start by you know fellowshipping around like coffee and sitting around our tables but um, the atmosphere, you know, is just not there. So I think if we definitely had something, a space conducive to that, um, I, I think we could definitely draw more people in. That You bring up library. I think that would be a great um, place if we had renovated a library where a family felt welcome to go and um, dig into some Christian materials. Anytime you can update or create more space for certain ministries, that's great. You're going to reach more people that way. I think newer spaces would just make people find it more attractive. I think it's not necessarily going to 
improve our church as far as like true Christianity, but it might just attract more new people. And then maybe that's a stepping stone for getting people to live out lives of faith. An improved fellowship area would provide both an opportunity for fellowship on Sunday mornings, as well as a place for people to meet throughout the week. condition of our building here at First Christian Church is relatively good considering its age, but it just doesn't meet the current needs of our of our growing ministries. It needs some, some improvements in the areas of accessibility, freedom from blind halls and hallways. Our mechanical systems, while, while functional, uh, aren't the most efficient. Uh, upgrading those to more efficient systems could, could save us a lot of money. That money could be applied in, in many other ministry areas. Some of the areas in the building uh, are a challenge for uh, elderly people, handicapped people to get to. And while we have elevators, uh, there's also a lot of steps. Uh, we'd like to look at ways and means of improving access to those areas. We'd like to provide more square footage for them, room to grow. One ministry that's, that's been a real lifeblood to the community and that has continued to grow is our benevolence ministry. Uh, we'd like to look at ways to improve that ministry and make it more uh, customer friendly, if you will. People have to uh, get out at the curb, walk across the street, uh, come up a half a flight of stairs in order to get to the benevolence area. Renovation of our, of our facilities uh, will go a long ways to bringing new people in, making people that are here more comfortable, and uh, just enhancing the overall uh, work of the Lord here at First Christian Church. Walking by faith means that we don't want to run ahead of God, but to walk beside Him as He provides. As we look to move forward with these next steps, we are committed to accomplishing this project debt-free. Executing this project debt-free, avoiding our interest payments, and building and going under construction only when God allows is the right course. We don't want to tie up a bunch of our budget servicing debt. Winning the lost, teaching the saved, and glorifying God is what we're here to do. It's all about people. So not having to send those dollars off to some financial institution allows us to put those dollars towards helping people, and that's what the church is all about. The um, reality is this is up to the Lord. So if the funds come in, we'll go. If they don't, uh, we're going to hold. Part of the design and the strategy of setting this up in a phased process is to be able to accomplish pieces and parts as the funds come available, starting with our most important phase, which is that uh, uh, part for our children's areas uh, in addressing some of the safety issues. Part of what we want to try to do is um, set up our ministry, our organizational structures, our facilities in such a way that we attract those young families and we have an opportunity to introduce these children um, to Christ, to plant those seeds that uh, he will water and grow to maturity uh, as they grow in our, our faith family here. God always works, but he works through people. And the opportunity to participate in something like this, these projects in, in a phased approach is something that literally is going to have uh, implications that last through all eternity. 
fact of the matter is there's a, a huge legacy here at First Christian Church. This facility that we're in right now uh, was a, um, a result of sweat and toil and lots and lots of people contributing for lots and lots of years. And we need to continue that. There's a responsibility to make sure that it's available uh, for the next generations and that the church continues to grow and thrive in this community. You guys hear me now? Okay. <laughs> Not used to these things. Uh, again, the video took us through our goals. I'm going to walk us through the floor plans that, were, that are part of the master plan. So we'll begin with the lower level. Now these plans are conceptual plans. Details of where the walls exactly are and what the colors and the finishes are going to be and what the mechanical electrical systems will be will all come later during the construction uh, design phase. As you can see, we have uh, developed the plan into different phases. So for that matter, the first phase then is our prime focus since we'll be trying to execute that first. But we're going to walk through all phases so you can have the entire picture. So this is the lower level. North is left to get your bearings. Uh, Fellowship Hall is shown here. This area here is the current primary area, or where first through fifth grade actually reside right now. And this area is the back of the basement where the adult Sunday school classrooms currently are. <clears throat> and that's where we begin. The adults will have to be relocated to temporary classrooms. Then the back area will be designated for first through fifth grade. What we're trying to do here is move the corridor all the way to the left in the drawing to create as large an assembly space as possible. You can see this one's not much smaller than Fellowship Hall, so it's a good size. Then there's a classroom, a good-sized classroom for each grade. An exception is the assembly room on the end pretty much remains as is, and is used for fourth and fifth grade, and then also doubles as a classroom for one of the two grades. Now this is really the only part, newer part of the church that's being remodeled since it was built with the new sanctuary uh, in 97. So the remodeling here is more minor. Uh, in fact, the, the restrooms that are here will pretty much be used as is. But I'm going to move on to the rest of phase one over by Fellowship Hall. First, we're looking to develop two new accessible restrooms in was, what is primarily the old kitchen. The old kitchen will be reduced in size but updated to more of a kitchenette. Then we're going to look at creating assembly space for junior high, which currently doesn't really have one. That space uh, right now is comp comprised of four small rooms that are used for storage. So the storage will have to be re relocated. Then all those interior walls will be removed to create one larger space. Then we'll cut in a new door right here to connect the classrooms with the new assembly area. 
Finally, in Fellowship Hall, well, a big need down there is having storage for racks, rolling racks of tables and chairs since they don't have that. So off on the end, we're looking to remove the small stage, expand the storage room on the floor so it can be, uh, storage can be wheeled into it. Finally, we were, the plan shows for a movable partition that will be able to split Fellowship Hall in half for times when you have more than one meeting at one time. I'm going to move on to phase two. When first through fifth grade move into the new area here, this space is pretty much va uh, vacant and ready for remodel. As you can see, it's earmarked for two and three-year-olds and for four years through K. Each of those groups has an assembly area, now with restrooms inside of them, so that the kids don't have to leave the secure areas. They're also surrounded by any number of classrooms. Finally, on the left side here, we're showing a new wide uh, check-in corridor with a check-in counter here for the younger two groups and a check-in counter at the end for first or fifth grade. Now, if you're standing here just outside the elevator looking down this new check-in corridor, we have a perspective of what that might look like. So again, colors and stuff to be cho chosen later, but we want to give you a feel for what it could look like. This is about 10 feet wide. This would be the counter for the younger two groups, and down at the end, the counter for first or fifth grade. Now we're going to keep moving to go on to phase three in the cable building. This is a view of the cable building floor plan as if you're in the church looking at the cable building. So north is now to the right. The big box here is the existing assembly area. This part of the building is the lower roof area, and the plan is to remodel that into distinct classrooms with a nice corridor, which doesn't exist right now. Also, two new accessible restrooms, which are needed in that building. Well, you probably noticed what's really big changing in this building is to add a large addition for benevolence. The idea here is to create a space specifically designed for benevolence on grade so they have easy access for loading and unloading and also for patrons to get in and out of easy. We're defining a new entrance for the building here. This perspective on here shows what the addition could look like and what the new entrance might look like. Finally, there's a small addition also shown on the north side of the existing assembly area. The idea behind that is to clear out this top end of the assembly area and put it into that addition, the kitchens and mechanical spaces, so the assembly area can be maximized for, for more, uh, uh, more people to fit in there. Now we're going to move on to the grade level plan. Well, with the younger kids moving down to, uh, well, first, I could, you probably have your bearings here. You're sitting right here. <laughs> Here's the Family Life Center. Here's the narthex. Um, the work here is confined to definitely the older parts, the 1965 parts. This is where the current uh, younger kids reside now, and since once they move downstairs, it'll be available for uh, re remodeling. And as you can see, we're, what we're showing is to make it an entire class, an adult classroom wing. Um, first, we'll start with a corridor that goes straight through it and connects with the corridor on the opposite side. Then there'll be several new classrooms of various sizes, some possibly with movable partitions, to make it as flexible as possible. We're also looking to, to, to put in two new accessible restrooms here. The two existing restrooms are around the stairwell right here. So the reason we're relocating them is so that the minister's office suite can be expanded, as you can see right here. Right now, the minister's office suite has three and a half offices in a very small reception area. This plan has six offices and a large reception area. 
Now I'm going to turn our attention to phase four. <clears throat> Down at the bottom here is where benevolence is currently now. So if they move out to, to the uh, cable building in phase three, that's basically pretty much vacant. An um, exception is the existing library is located right here right now. So we would have to find a temporary location. Then that whole um, orange space could be remodeled uh, at one time. The plan is to completely <clears throat> remove all the walls and make it an open fellowship and resource area. In the library, we're actually looking to take out the steps to the second floor and the entire second floor. There's an office up there. So this part of the library will be vaulted like a story and a half um, section. I'm going to jump over here for a second. By the front office, we're looking to put in a sec new security partition, like a glass partition with electric locks, so that during the week, visitors will be come to this uh, front office doors here, and you know all the other doors will probably be locked. And that puts them in sort of a secure vestibule, and then the front office people can buzz them through um, um, when they're um, checked in. Um, of course, you have key, if you have keys, you can still get in. But back to this fellowship area, <clears throat> Label Cafe. Again, it's conceptual, but we're trying to show some tables and chairs, what it might look like. You know, it's right off the main passageway here, so it's open and, and easily accessible. Um, we're showing a coffee bar, um, a little fireplace, and other, other details. In fact, if we're standing right here in the passageway looking down, we have a perspective of what that um, space may look like. So here's the view here. We're standing in the passageway looking in, and we can see a coffee bar, tables and chairs, maybe a fireplace, monitors on the walls, you know. A nice space, a space that we don't have anything like right now in our church. In this view, the library is uh, tucked around the, <clears throat> around the corner. And that really concludes the, uh, my review of the plans. So now I'm going to hand it over to Tim Wenthe, who's going to help us uh, talk to us about how we can start to take these next steps. Exciting times are ahead at FCC, am I on? I'm confident, let me use you. Exciting times are ahead at FCC. I'm confident that the finance team will fully support the plan to build debt-free and ask for your support both prayerfully and financially. There are some minor timing issues, but we will, also, we will follow the same debt-free plan that has so richly blessed Little Galilee Christian Assembly. The plans are still fluid and will progress in phases. As money becomes available, projects will be completed and another phase will be put into place. I can briefly recall the last three major projects that First Christian Church has done. 1997 was the sanctuary edition where we sit today. 2001 was the cable building purchase just across the parking lot where our young people are fed both spiritually and physically. And 2003, the Family Life Center and kitchen remodel where so many quality times of teaching and fellowship are held. Some of you were not attending here during that span of time, and many of you are young people not even born yet. During the Family Life Center campaign, one phrase comes to mind that will serve us well today. Not equal gifts, but equal sacrifice. We can't all do the same lifting, but we can all share in the load. 
Many who didn't get an opportunity then can now show in a tangible way their support for the first phase that mainly focuses on securing the safety of our children. One of the most important tasks is investing in the lives of our young people. Proverbs 22.6 gives us a clear directive. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. And all the people said, Amen. Your initial gifts will be appreciated on or before June 9th, but equally important, we want you to consider the amount that you would be willing to prayerfully commit for the period from June 9th through December 31st, 2013. Quite simply, the Phase 1 budget is $500,000. We will build debt-free. When you get home today, please review the contents of the packets and be sure to share the information with your families. We want everyone to share in this vision. I know this is a lot to swallow at one time. There will be organized sessions and we will be reachable during the fellowship times to answer questions. Specifically, mark your calendars for June 2nd, 2013. All will be welcome to a special presentation to the Sunday School classes at 9.30 a.m. in the Family Life Center. Please plan to attend this valuable time to share your thoughts and to ask questions about the near-term future for First Christian Church. Don't forget to see the details of the plan on information boards which will be posted near the library. Certainly feel free to contact any of the committee members for, to discuss the plan further. Please be reassured these phases will and can be adjusted as needed as the top priority is this to be as congregationally friend, friendly as possible as we grow. I'll conclude with a quote that was used earlier. So again we build, someone observed, what makes this church great is not what is done in the past, but what is doing now and in the future. Our church is great. Thank you and to God be the glory. Amen. Our presentation will be concluded with a short video. Hey kids. Is it important for children to go to church? Yes. Why is it important for people to come to church? Because you learn about God and what he did for us. Um, so you can have fun and sing the prayers in that other room. In the other room, okay. I know. What? Because they can learn about God and Jesus. That's right. And praise the Lord. That is wonderful. How does the church get money? Um, from the bank. The church can get money by people bringing money to the church. Very good. Giving the money to the offering. How do we get more people to come to the church? Um, by them to try waking up and having breakfast more quicker. That's a good idea. I want to say a special word of thanks to the members of the rollout team. When I call your name, will you stand up, please? Jim Weichel, Russ Utterback, Ken Klein, Tim Wenthe, Karen Rice in the back, Judy Shaw, Dana Corneman, and Marla Taylor. A lot of hours have been put into this morning. Thank you very much. And I want to remind you about three dates that, that you have heard about, but just uh, to be reminded, next week we have the one service Sunday at 9.30. At 10.45 next Sunday morning in the Family Life Center, there will be a 25 to 30 minute 
presentation, very similar to what you saw this morning. If you know of people from our church that were gone today, a lot of people are out of town, the Tough Mudders are doing their race, a lot of things happening, spread the word. Next Sunday morning, Family Life Center, 1045 a.m. Two weeks from today, June 2, 9.30 a.m. during the Bible School Hour in the Family Life Center. We'll have an interactive question and answer time. And then three weeks from today, June 9, is when we are requesting, if you, if you feel like it, an initial gift. We'd love to have people make an initial gift toward the Next Steps campaign. And then also a commitment to what you think you might be able to do for the remainder of 2013. I love how we ended this morning with those children because that, that is the future of First Christian Church. When I look up there and I see little children that are um, trying to get the right answer, they may not have it all figured out right now. You know, 20 years from now, 30 years from now, 40 years from now, they're going to be the Tim Wentheys and the Ken Kleins and the Marla Taylors and the Greg Taylors and the Adam Bruckers and the Jim Kuntzes. And th- this, f- this church has had an incredible legacy for over 150 years. Um, th- there were people that said you could never build this sanctuary, and through God's help you built it. And people said, you'll never do the Family Life Center renovation, and it took place. And our prayer during this is that the Lord will lead us, and you will uh, partner with the leadership of First Christian Church, and there'll be incredibly bright days ahead in the future. I'm going to pray, and I'm going to ask the worship team to make their way up to the stage, and we're going to close our time with a song of commitment. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for this day, and just thank you for uh, what we have seen this morning and just the vision that has been cast and it's my prayer that, that through today and in the, the weeks and the months ahead, that you will truly lead us, you will truly guide us. And as Mark Witzke shared, if uh, the funds are available, we're ready to go. And if they're not available this year, we will hold. Truly, uh, in your timing, Father, is what we desire. We thank you for blessing us. We thank you for, most of all, your son, Jesus Christ, and the difference that he makes. And it's in his name we pray. Amen. I'm going to ask you to stand with me this morning, and if you have a decision to make for Jesus Christ, I know it's been a different kind of Sunday, I invite you this morning. If you're in need of prayer, I'm up front. Adam Brucker's going to be in the back. We'd love to have the opportunity to pray with you as the worship team leads us in our song of commitment.
Thank you for worshiping with us today. Don't forget next week, one service at 930 